Hey. Good morning. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Well, uh, I've asked Pastor Phyllis and, and Randy to join us to the stage. Yes. You want to introduce Randy Absolutely. to our church? Yeah, we're so excited to have Randy Powell and his wife, Cass, with us. Ooh, yes. Come on. Yeah. We got the privilege of meeting her. And uh, he, we invited him to come and fly from Southern California. Um, Suffering for Jesus. Yes, I know, right? Um, to come and join us for the marriage conference. Yes. Which, what yes, a great, great time. Yes, it was a wonderful weekend. We had so much fun and learned so much. This yes. was not one where you just sat and, no. yeah, you were working. But it was so, so good. And um, anyway, just wanted to tell you a little bit about him. He is the founder and executive director of Journeys uh, Counseling Ministry which we were talking about, I find interesting that it's not counseling center, it's counseling ministry. And that's because he is a pastor and a minister first who also provides counseling and is a therapist. And, um, and so Jim and I even had a conversation about that. He said, you know, just this past weekend, he said, I have never met anyone that has so much joy, gets so much joy from what they do and just loves people. And it's funny because we were talking about that and saying, I think it's because he is a pastor it's a ministry. I didn't even know that it was Journey's Counseling Ministry. Um, and so we, through relationships, are so just honored and privileged that he, we, he's actually our personal therapist as well. That's right. And uh, so, but, but we just feel like that he is so full of wisdom, has so much to share. Um, we are excited, and uh, we invited him for the marriage uh, counts. I mean, the marriage weekend, but wanted to have him stay over for Sunday yes. to share with you guys just a little bit. So yeah. we're super, super excited. Super to excited, have him. and yeah. you know, we're in a series called Crush, a relationship series, and so we were, we've been talking and preparing for this, and said, you know, we got the marriage conference, and how how can we utilize your wisdom? to help our church become better. Yes. And uh, we really decided the topic that we would tackle this morning uh, that applies to everyone, whether you're married, you're single, you're dating, you're all teenager, relationships. all relationships is forgiveness. So um, Randy, first off, welcome. Come on, tell Randy, we're so glad. Yes, and, a good Texas yeah. welcome. So <laughs> greet the church and, and man, we're just delighted to have you. Boy, it's a pleasure to be here. It was so much fun at the conference and meeting with all of you. The energy, the love, the care, the vulnerability, the realness, it obviously shows you who you guys are. And I'll tell you, when you have that type of openness, that type of love being passed around, all you can do is have people come in. They want it. We want that. We all yeah. are craving and needing to have love, openness, safety, security, and that's what I've felt from everyone here so far. So thank you for the honor to be here. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Randy, we're talking about forgiveness. Um, what a vast subject. We could probably spend days interviewing and talking and the books that have been written. And the, I mean, you, you talked last night. How many years of counseling you say you, you've been doing? I said 40? 44. 44. Yes. So the vast experiences and knowledge is... Uh, it's unprecedented to have your wisdom here. I, and I don't want us to, to miss it. Like, it is a privilege to have Randy yes. here. Well, and I forgot to mention, they actually they have three locations in yes. Southern California. He oversees 38 therapists. And there's even more to that, that they're doing and expanding. And so we're, yeah. Yeah, well, and you and I talked, we, we, you and I were in Wyoming together, too, with a group of pastors. 
And I thought I heard you say that y'all minister as an, a ministry to over 250 pastors. Um, and so this is not something like this is your, you're passionate about this. Yes. Um, and so talk, let's, let's begin the conversation with forgiveness. You, one of the things you've got some thoughts on some steps of forgiveness. And in our conversation, uh, in counseling, a lot of times you walk through forgiveness. So, uh, you know, I'm familiar with it, but we were talking, the reason it was such an important topic for us is that we can get what we believe is forgiveness or give, what we, and it's really not forgiveness at all. And so we're like, I forgive them, but why am I stuck? And mm, so spiritually, you're like, well, I'm doing what they told me to do, but you can't seem to move on. It's like, oh my God. I, and now you're frustrated. And, and I've seen you're mad at God, you're mad at everybody. Right. And it's right. like, but I did what they said. They said, just forgive. Um, and what you teach is so powerful about how what we're saying, if we're saying just forgive is right, it's just out of order. Yes. We miss some steps. Oh, that's well said. The basis is, is twofold, and we get confused on that. The first one is the forgiveness process. And that's for us. As we forgive others, there is a fullness and a healing that goes to us. And then the second part is a relational healing. So when there is forgiveness given and we have worked through it, we now provide opportunity for a relational forgiveness to occur. Now, let's take the example that has been modeled to us as Christians. Jesus went through the forgiveness process. He came to earth and went through the whole process and suffering and difficulties and working through it. And we'll talk the four processes that, that I would say is Jesus modeled. But what happens now is we make a decision to go through that process. And at the end of that process, Jesus says, now, here's grace. Here's forgiveness. It's a gift to you. Who wants to take it? And we need to take the gift. And when we take his gift that he's finished as a process, when we take his gift, we now have relationship. It's the same in a marriage. It's the same for us as individuals. When we go through the process, then it's a gift that's able and an opportunity to make relationship with it. So it's, it's the first step is a decision to go through. Now, let's understand a little more in that I want to lose weight. Come on. <laughs> I want to get in shape. I have made a decision to get in shape and lose weight. Does that mean weight goes off and I'm in, in That's shape? That's all I need. Hey, I wish I was all admit, but I actually got to go to the gym and work out. And I got to do something. Eat right and, yeah, stop there, eating chocolate chip muffins and exa- yeah, brownies exactly. and fajitas. And <laughs> there are steps we have to take. There are steps. There's a responsibility we have for us to go through the, the forgiveness that we have hurt someone else. So we're forgiving ourselves. And even when we go through the process of forgiving others, so it's whether we're forgiving ourselves or forgiving others, the process is the same. Oh, wow. Okay. It's the same. And it begins first with identifying the harm, the damage, the offense, the problem that we've created by our actions or that the other person has harmed us. Wow. We need to recognize what was the harm, what was the damage, what went on when these actions occurred. Now, Jesus modeled that. When you look at it in Matthew 26, 38, my soul 
is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He made an evaluation of what he was experiencing. He made an evaluation of what sin and harm was causing him. Wow. This, this, so he was going through forgiveness, not of what he had done, but forgiveness to others. Mm. Now, we as humans, we have to do both. Right. We have to work through the forgiveness of others and the forgiveness of ourselves. Right. So it's a twofold. But you have to measure the damage. What was the damage? What happened? What went on? So the hard part is measuring that damage right. and right. looking at it. Right. So a car, if you get in an accident, what damage occurred? Someone bumps you a little bit. Damage bumper. There's some yeah, yeah, just minor like, stuff. Yes, paint. It's right. paint. You may look at it and say, Headlight, no big deal. Yeah. You go on. Now, the new cars, I don't know how many of you know it, but most... The new cars, meaning the last 10, 15 years, <laughs> yeah. they're made with a 30 mile an hour uh, where there's not much damage. You can see the bumpers. Yes. But when you hit them, the inside can be damaged. So the outside looks like, hey, it's not much. But if you're not careful, there's still damaged parts. There's damage inside. See. Exactly. And that's the same way with us. Sometimes the damage, it looks like there's not much that I've caused by my wow. actions or someone has caused me. Yeah, you're like, that's just a rolling bump. That was just 20 miles an hour, 30 miles. It's not a big deal. And then yes. living through life, someone can hurt us. And we're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It didn't really cause that much damage yes. externally. We didn't in, but look internally. Inside. That's right. There could be some lies that we we have picked up. Some, that's right. Some damage of wow, my value, my. And especially now, everyone is so busy, and they're so. It's so easy to get distracted. You know, I yes. think we just. It we was, just keep on right. Going. I mean, with the, I'm just even with the obvious. You know, which are our phones, and I mean the watch. I mean, it's you know, if you're, yeah. it's like there's not that much downtime where you would even just slow down. And process. And, right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so if someone, if I commit sin against you some way, if I do something to you and you don't evaluate what it fully is, how can you know what the, cost. Give, what the cost is? Wow. You don't even know the cost. Yeah. So I bump into you and I say, I'm sorry. What? And you say, it's okay. It's okay. And then a little later, he finds out I stole his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Did he forgive me for the wallet or the bumping? Right, the bumping. You don't even know. You don't even know. You think wow. you've forgiven me, but you find the wallet's gone, yes. and you evaluate Now it. you're mad. Now he's mad. <laughs> now he's going to fight. You yeah, know? I will fight you for my wallet. <laughs> but it's the same thing. So when we're driving a car, yeah. and we're going through a green light, and someone runs a red light and hits us, and the car rolls three times, and, and someone that was driving the car gets out and comes running over and says, I'm sorry, forgive me. Sincerely, they ask right. that. Because they said, we were wrong. We, I ran a red light. I am so sorry. And you, in the car, rolled three times right. with sincerity because we're called to forgive. We say, I forgive you. Did forgiveness really happen? We would think so. It looks it. It looks as if. Right. You were yeah, sincere. Yeah, because that's what I'm told, right? Just, hey, right. I'm not, just forgive you. That's right. And it's the start. You didn't get up and walk away. If your car rolls three times, do you get up and just walk away with no injury, no damage, nothing wrong? No. No. There's you go to the hospital. Right. You go check it out. Go see, is there internal damage? What's gone on? That's Did good. you get a concussion? Yeah. 
well, what happens if you go and you find out you lost an eye, a kidney, and one of your children died? Whoa. And now that person that you said, I forgive you, walks in the door. Are you just, hugging them? Just checking on you. You're just checking. You're like, you better get away. Like <laughs> you that, forgave yeah. me. Come right. and hug me. Right. right. And, I, and I'm, I'm, yes. When I was even thinking about shock too, what, what value of shock is, you know, when something happens, your body goes in shock. It's a way to deal with the trauma. And so Excellent. we're saying, I forgive you, but emotionally and spiritually and in our soul, we have, we're in shock. Excellent. Excellent. Shock. If you ever come up on someone who had a car accident and they're in shock, you tell them, take a breath. Right. Sit down. Move your right foot. Yeah. Move your left foot. Sit down. When they're in shock, the brain is right. shut down. So we can say, I forgive you. But the shock in that case only lasts a little while. Mm. But a shock of uh, abuse. Wow shock of major trauma, mm. that can last almost a lifetime if we don't work through it. Well, and that's why this was so, so important good. because we could sit here every week, give our life to Christ, you know, run the play, go to next steps and serve and small groups. And we spiritually, God is doing a work, but our soul and, mm. and then we're here and we're just frustrated because it's like, I'm running I'm the play. I'm doing what you say, yeah. but I am so stuck, you know? Yeah. And that's where we seek out help. So you go to the doctor in a car accident. Yeah. You go to the hospital, and they do x-rays. They right. check everything out. They say what's wrong. And they look at it and tell you, you need this surgery. You need this work. Well, emotionally, spiritually, that's what I do. Yes. Yeah. I'm an x-ray. <laughs> I look to see what's wrong and say, what's wrong inside? What's the damage? This needs corrected. This needs work. Yes. The church does the same thing. Mm -hmm. When we are facing truth here, it helps to give us and see where we're really damaged. When we're in small groups, it helps to see where we're hurt and we can share it and be healed. So the second step is always getting help. Taking care of the harm, identifying it, taking care of the harm, the damage, the fault. Now we see Jesus in Luke 23. He says, Father, no, let's go back. I'm jumping ahead. Matthew 26, he says, stay here and keep watch with me. He sought out wow. help with his disciples. And he talked to Father and says, my Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Mm. So we ask for help. Yes. He seeks out others. Small groups do that. A church does that. Our group the other night when we were in the, in the marriage, when yes. we were sitting around and sharing with each other hurts and pains and joys. Yes. And there is healing that starts to occur. Forgiveness is in process already when we're doing that type of work. Jesus modeled that by asking the disciples to come and pray with him. And then talking to the Father to say, take this cup away. Now, when he did that, there was a cost. Even at that moment, there was a cost. His capillaries were breaking and filling his sweat glands with blood. Mm. Wow. That's great stress. You do not have capillaries break just because you're happy. Come on. You know, it's in pain. <laughs> yes. Agony, it's in yeah. intense agony. And there's times when wow. we're going through a healing process of forgiveness of others or of ourselves. Wow. That it's very agonizing. It's costly. Don't stop. If I have to have surgery five times, skin grafts because of the car accident. We're going all the way. We We're go gonna, all the way. That's right. We go all the way. We get the prosthesis. We learn how to use it so that we can have a fuller life and that's enjoy right. life and be fully living. Right. Now, what's really fun is God can heal. 
and yes. give us another leg. He Come can on. heal us and make us to where we're whole emotionally and spiritually. That's so good. And so yeah. we, we're such a loving God, a great God that does supernatural. We, we do the natural, and then it's the marriage with supernatural. Yes. So it's both and, not either. Like, we don't just come pray and it's all magically done. There is that spiritual aspect, but it's the work with the supernatural brings the wholeness of what the church should be so that when the world looks at us, they're like, they're different. Same traumas happen, but something about those people, they're, they walk through it, but they don't get stuck in it. Right. And we're never alone. Right. You know, yes, God's with us, but we have each other too. Yes. We have each other here. Yes. There is power to walk into a safe sanctuary. Come on. A sanctuary is a safe place. To a safe place to say, I'm hurting. Yes. Pray with me. Yes. Come and be with me. As Jesus said to his disciples, pray with me. How do we join and help heal each other? Carry one another's wounds. So I'm fortunate that I get to do that, both educated, knowledge, skilled, trained, but I get to do it with the Holy Spirit. So we combine and a miracle occurs yes, and it's combined. It's not just the science of, of right. psychology. It's combined with the Holy Spirit in a miraculous, beautiful way. Wow. Yes. And that's what the church gets to do. Wow. You said earlier that it's, that we're here and this is a hospital. A hospital. Mm -hmm. It's a hospital yes. for the spirit, for the soul, for the relationship. It's a place of healing. Right. It's a place of wholeness. So come and join together to pray with each other and then be practical on healing. Learn new ways. Disciple how to, how to have a relationship, how to be skilled in it. We had a bunch of assignments that everyone had from the seminar. And those assignments are renewing our mind and moving forward. Forgiveness includes healing in numerous ways and new assignments, new habits. Okay? And we do it not alone. Jesus didn't do it alone. The disciples did fall asleep on him. Yes. <laughs> but we have people. The third step that's critical is know that what happened, why it happened, how it happened, what caused it, whether it was my fault, someone else's fault, who ran the red light. If I'm the one driving the car running the red light, I need to learn why I did it. Wow. If someone else ran it, why did they do it? We often put that step first. Wow. Someone beats me as a kid and we say, forgive them, they were alcoholics. They didn't have a good family. Such a good example. Yeah, because even as a, as a son, yes. maybe what your parent did or didn't give you. Um, and so you can, in your head, right. they did the best they could. They worked as hard as they or could. that's how they grew up. That's how they grew up. And so we almost so excuse. Yeah, we almost, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so it, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. you excuse it almost. You, and that's the first step. Well, my dad loved me, but he just, yeah. Yeah, we make that the first, and it should be the third, because what harm has been done? Right. So if someone's abandoned, if you gave an example we talked before of, Someone is dating someone, yes. just dating, and that person fa fails on them, abandons them, betrays them, mm -hmm. uh, has an affair, you know, goes away and leaves them. Yes. Okay, so they are hurt and in pain. But if they go and say, oh, I understand why that person did it, they never heal the fact that what's caused, what happens now is I don't trust other people. Right. Wow. So now, because of the pain, because of the hurt, because of the abandonment, I now have a mistrust of others. Wow. 
And that needs healed first before I worry about that's why so they did it to me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So if we heal that, how do we heal it? And that's love, talking about it, someone else that comes along. I got hurt by someone who was not trustworthy. Now someone in the church comes loving me who is trustworthy. Or a therapist, a pastor, a church. When we're trusting and trustworthy, and we come alongside those who have been harmed by someone who wasn't wow. trustworthy, that is healing the wound. Wow. Now, someone needs to take it in and receive the trust, and then they can look and say, oh, that other person is the one who has a problem. That's so good. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this. Where would sabotage come in? Is that like, so I've been hurt. You know, and, and someone's coming in, they're loving. Have you ever seen where someone will sabotage the loving relationship because of that pain? Is that because they didn't deal with it? Could you talk about that? Because I think that's where you'll see like a fear. sabotage. And it's most of the time, and you talk to it subconscious or, you know, it's, it's probably not even a conscious thought, but you push them away and you just constantly sabotage what God is bringing to you for That's you. right. A yeah. gift is being given and, and exactly what you whispered, Phyllis, is fear. Mm -hmm. When we have fear, we, we, we want something that's a gift given. But if we're afraid it's going to harm us, mm -hmm. we then push it away instead. Instead of receiving it, our fear pushes it away. And so the very thing we desire, wow. we run from, we push away, wow. we sabotage it would be what it looks like. Right. But it's out of the wound that is festering and still... It's not healed. Even if we said, I forgave my spouse who cheated on me. I forgave that ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Or, so in, it, and this is where it was so critical that I, I really felt like we needed to have this conversation. of, Because how many times you, have you done that? You put the third step, one, as step one. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I pity them. I realize they came from. But we never address, what has it done to me? Like, yeah. it destroyed me. It's that's, hard. Yeah. That's yeah, not, like, that's man, not then, the fun part. Well, a sure. lot of times I wonder <laughs> if it's a fact that I don't feel worthy, I don't feel good enough, mm -hmm. and then that brings in the childhood and this the complexity of you know who we are as human beings, you know. But recognizing, look, I need to acknowledge it. Like it's there's damage done. We're going to acknowledge it. And mm -hmm. If we took that car accident and it was a broken leg, and we stood up because forgiveness has occurred because I was in the accident. The person says I'm sincerely sorry and I sincerely say you're forgiven, and now we walk away, if we had a broken leg, and we let it heal in, inappropriately, wrongly, and it's healed at an angle, we now limp. And we now have a relationship with that person, be it a father, a mother, someone we love, a, a partner, someone we care about. We have relationship with them. I don't want to talk about my leg broken now. It's wow. healed that way. Wow. I'm afraid if I go back and talk to them wow. that I'll lose the relationship I have. Wow. So sometimes I have to go in and say, we need to break that leg. I know I was going to say, you don't want to re, you have to re-break it. We don't, don't want to re-break it. It hurts. <laughs> it was good healing. Yeah. Not I've right. learned to well, walk sure. with it as a limp. Yeah. And I have a relationship. I don't want to break it, but it yeah. has to be broken to be put back the way God made it. Yeah. So we can fully enjoy our relationship and our life. Now, is that yes. where we would get like dysfunctional relationships? Yes. And we repeat that. We're repeating it. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, it, it seems healed. It seems like, I, I, I always kind of joke about this. Everybody thinks they're normal. 
You know, you always project your childhood and say, well, that's not everybody. But, you know, if you feel like it's been a yeah. pretty healthy upbringing, you're, always, you're like, well, I I'm just, normal. You're, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you're so weird. You don't know what you, you don't know. know. You're so, you know, you're dysfunctional. And the truth, what I'm learning is I think we're all a little dysfunctional. Like we've got some broken leg relationships. Because there's sin in the world. Yes. I mean, honestly, and, I know you're joking. I mean, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's because we, we don't live in a perfect world. Right, so, yeah. you know, it was your normal. That's it was, right. you know, I mean, so that's, that's right. Yeah. Well, and I was even thinking about you and I talked about even in the, one of the things Phyllis and I committed to do, we're, we're eight and a half years old as a church. And it was probably a year, about a year and a half in, I just made a decision. Phyllis actually is the one that got us into counseling. Thank yeah, God for I'm Pastor Phyllis. Don't take somebody. credit for that. I didn't take credit for that. We'll <laughs> go to counseling. Uh, so here we are. We're going into counseling. And um, what I just realized is the fact that uh, there was such a stigma on going to someone professional to help us. And you were talking about, I didn't even know, but some of the uh, church fathers of the Jesus movement and coming up actually would say, don't go to counseling. All you need is Jesus. And look, we know all you need is Jesus, but we're seeing that that's really not a holistic approach to healing, that yes, we need Jesus, but we also need some practical tools because psychology really does play. But why? Because God made us such a unique uh, intricate being, spirit, soul, and body. And so there has been a swing back of recognizing, yes, maybe we weren't correct, and the holistic approach of, I need professional help. And it's not because I'm crazy, maybe a little crazy, but it's because we have trauma, right? And so yeah. we were talking about that. And it's always been a real desire of ours to say, hey, listen, you're going to counseling, you're normal. It's okay. We need people to help us see outside the situation that we're in. Well, we, we talked about this at the marriage seminar some, and that was the fact that every professional athlete, every movie, TV actor and actress, they have their own coach. Wow. They have their own coach. And they're good. They're great. They're professional at what they do. But we all need someone guiding us and helping us and seeing things we can't see That's about right. ourselves. That's right. So we all need a counselor that is God-ordained. Right. Okay? I, you can see someone who isn't, but... And, and I'm not against it. They're using good uh, science, but we need to have the church overshadowing over and protecting and covering yeah. over them and the spirit covering so that we move forward right. as God ordained it. But, but when we do that, there is a healing that's going on in the totality of the person. So we pray for the person as well as the body and the, right. and the emotion. So it's the totality, like you said. And we all need that. It's important. So the fourth step, that's the third one, to understand why it happened, what went on, how it happened, so that we can be healed, yes. okay? But the fourth step is usually what we often also put up early. And it's a valid, it's a great step. It's to know that God is with us. Mm. Yes. It's to know that God loves us and we have hope in Him and we can be His children which are imperfect and mess up and blow it. Jesus said in Luke 23, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I give myself to you. Not my will but thine be done. I'm giving to Him and He's with us. Now, if we get lost on our, our mistakes and let Satan talk to us, we don't move forward. Now, an example I've told you guys before, and it's not a fun one, but about 10 years ago, I was with a couple, 
a husband and wife who are pastors, not you guys, because I didn't even know you then. But it was another couple in sessions, and the husband didn't know how to be real and touch his emotions and care and be sensitive with his wife. He did it well at church, but he didn't know how to with his wife. So we had been working on how to, what hesitancy he had, and he had historical injuries, and we had been working on those. And one day he started sharing from his heart his passions with his wife to his wife in session. And I'm all excited because this is, this is what we're working right. for, you know? Right. This, is, this is intimacy. This is growth. This is health. This is bonding. And it's so exciting. And so he's sharing. And, and then I looked to his wife and said, what are your, what's your experience right now? What do you, what's going on in you as he's sharing? And she started getting angry and saying, you don't do that at home. And without thinking and just reacting, I said, shut up. <laughs> Uh, that was not professional, by the way, <laughs> nor was it appropriate or healthy. <laughs> and as the words are I going you, out, yeah, man, <laughs> I just love Randy. Yes. You know, as the words are going out, you know, you're, you're going stupid, right. stupid. We need no, somebody that will say that wrong. every now and then. <laughs> um, and she looked at me, and she was full of grace. She said, "Oh, you're right." And then she in, connected with him, and they were great at it. But at the end, I said to her, "I messed up. I was doing to you what you were doing to him." She was attacking him when he was being vulnerable, and I attacked her. And I said, forgive me, and she said yes. And we, we hugged, and it was great. It was wonderful. Now, the best part, though, to me, is the fourth step, because what went on was Satan, was evil, was my own voices, whatever, that was saying, you can't be a therapist if you're going to yell at your clients. <laughs> you know, if you're going to tell them, shut yeah. up, you yes. can't be it. Which, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, which is, we kind of had talked about this in the first service, which is so powerful because that's exactly what happens when we are leading a small group or when we are on pastoring or in ministry or, you know, anything that we serving do, on the dream right, team is serving anywhere in the dream team and we're doing anything that's, you know, stepping out. It's like one little mess up and then that's, that's the enemy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think I even shared, you know, one, I think one of the most powerful things for me that Randy has helped me with is to say it is okay. Like God is with you. It is okay. I just come in, I'm just distraught and this is what happened. And, you know, and then he's like, like Peter denied Christ three times and he still was used by God. Like, you're going to be okay. You know? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> like, you know, but I think it's a big deal. I think sometimes the enemy just really weighs, weighs on us well, and, I think it's and paralyzes. I think it's Absolutely. great for you to say that too, because you guys, look, we're human. You know, we're, we have the office of a pastor, the anointing of a pastor. But listen, don't kid yourself. Everybody walks through struggles. And so I appreciate your honesty because yeah. they could say, well, Pastor Phyllis is perfect or Pastor Jim is perfect. Well, just ask Randy. He won't tell you too much, <laughs> but he will say they're not perfect. Yeah. But the don't one thing Randy that. tells us is that you guys work really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to be healthy. And um, we, we just, I, probably till the day Jesus comes back. Why? Because if I'm healthy and continue to get healthier, you, I'm going to be a better pastor. We're going to be a better church. We're going to see God move and bring that health to this. We cannot give what we do not have. Yeah. And so your level of impact is always 
impacted by how deep you're willing to go with God. You'll never be able to go more than surface if you're surface. And you can't lead people to a greater, deeper walk of God. And so, and, and I want to point something out. You're going to finish the thing about the devil talking to your ear. But that's after 34 years of counseling. Yes. So good. So sometimes we can be deceived and just say, well, he must have been brand. No, no, it's 34 years later yeah. wow. that the devil would say you're not qualified. And if he didn't have God is with me. You could have been very, like, really I'm good. an idiot. I can't believe after 30, I got no mm-hmm. more discipline. But you didn't. And because of that, our church is better. Wow. Thank you for so not good. giving up, Randy. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So good. It is easy. It is easy to be deceived and have that voice and believe, I can't do this. I'm going to stop because that's the feeling. But I've worked in my own history, my own stuff, my own stupidity and sin and given work through forgiveness of myself and others who have sinned against me so that I could sit there and say, get thee behind me, Satan. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm moving forward because God is with me. Now, a fun number, just kind of mathematical. What's zero plus infinity? Infinity. What's minus 100 plus infinity? Infinity. What's 100 plus infinity? Infinity. It matters not where we are on our abilities, Come talents, on. our completeness. Doesn't matter if I'm at a negative or a positive. Have you joined up with, with God? The infinite? Come on. Uh, Have you supernatural so things good. happen? And Come so on. if I act like I'm a 100, yes, and not being honest that I'm a minus 100 because I'm wow. hurt, because I've been injured, because I don't trust wow. people, because wow. I am afraid of, wow. of life and wow. of myself, and I don't believe in who I am, Come on. if I'm acting like I'm a 100 with a facade, a fake, but I'm really a minus 100, he meets me at 100. And now we have a gap. Wow, you've never said that. That is powerful. So then I get what's just I can put out because I've not been authentic with God. Because right. he's not worried about my perfection. He already knows. But my authenticity of God, I am a negative 100. But combined with the infinite. Um, All things connect- are possible wow, for those in Christ wow, wow, Jesus. Wow. No so wonder the devil real. wants us to walk in pride. You and I talked about pride. Pride is the great, the great destroyer because we, we, we think and we project and it's like, Man, devil knows, look, he's prideful. There's going to be a fall. But just being, wow. That's right. Well, even along those lines, speaking of pride, I was thinking, you know, you were talking about having someone in your life to see what you can't see. Um, And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a licensed therapist. It depends. You know, it's the the degree of whatever it is that we're working through varies, all these different variables. I mean, it could be a small group leader. It could be a pastor. It could just be a friend, someone that's ahead of you on the journey. It can be the book that's coming out. Yes, come on. I'm serious. It can be the book. It's anointed. It's gifted. Anointed books, anointed songs, worship. There are so many things that heal us. If we get healed and we're moving forward, great. Yes. But if we're not being honest with where we're at, then we're not accessing all the tools God's provided to heal us. So that's what I was going to say is how, so let's just, what if you're, okay, so you're not seeing a therapist, you know, I don't know what the percentages are, but I would imagine that there's more 
percent, a higher percentage of people not seeing one than are seeing one. However, how, when you were talking about the surgeries, how do you know, like, okay, I'm good. I've, I've, st- I've had three surgeries. I'm good. I feel like I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm are doing Are there great. indicators yes, that maybe... Yes, what are the indicators that shows you're not done? You know, because if you were in a, if you're seeing a therapist, they can say, no, we need to re-break that. We need to do this. You still need therapy. You've got that. But if you're not, what are some indicators I'm, as individuals? Yeah, I'm going to give you quick, some quick ones, but okay. it's more than that. But one, if we don't live with the joy of the Lord, there's something wrong. Wow. If we That's don't know good. how to access that, wow. if we don't know how to access our gifts and believe mm. that we have abilities and talents and we have a purpose, there's something wrong. So good. Right. If we can't receive the word that's given to us in, in church, if we're not growing from worship, if we're not growing from books that are giving, something's huh. wrong. If our relationships wow. aren't, aren't strong and we're constantly, you know, broken and hurt from those, something's wrong that needs healed. That's, now, that's Max, really I don't know if Max is here today. Yes, he's right there. Yes, right behind Max. Max, I, I was talking with him and he was talking about how to look at a, a up squat, overhead squat. And he can have someone do an overhead squat and look at them and look at them from different angles and tell what's wrong with them in their body. Wow. Okay? That's what therapists do. So we're looking at someone to say what's wrong and needs corrected. So if you can't walk right, if you can't move right, let's go to Max. Help me. Yeah. Look and see what's wrong, what's causing a problem. It's the same thing. If I'm not functioning in life, I need to look for someone that'll help me so that I can receive the blessings that are being given out, the food, the nurturance of the church, of the group, of of a relationship. That's powerful. That's so good. I, you know, it really does go back to personal responsibility. You know, I think a lot of times we want to just blame. We want to blame yes. the church. We want to blame our spouse. We want to blame that person at work, you know, that it's it's their fault. And, and I just think, you know, because you can look good on the outside, like I'm doing all the right things, but on the inside, we know, like you were saying, accessing that joy. Because too, if you've ever experienced freedom and the freedom that God is available, from just living a free life, you know, you feel lighter. I mean, my son was up here last weekend, the youth, and the, he, they, he said, I just felt so much lighter. If you've ever been to a freedom small group or a freedom conference, you walk out there, you just feel lighter. It's like you can access the joy, you move through life differently. And so I think it is a lot of personal responsibility because, you know, you can look at someone like Pastor and I and say, okay, we're doing God's work. We're doing good things. He's preaching. I'm, you know, doing this, doing that. But we can also, we also had to look at each other and say, but but something is not right. Something we are not living to the fullest in our marriage, in our family, that we feel like this should be available to us through Jesus Christ, you know? And so then it was, I feel like it is a little bit of personal responsibility yeah. where we were like, okay, we got to get help. This is not it. This is not all that God has for us, Absolutely. you know? So, well, blaming, and, and let me just go, go, go through the blame one second and then go back. But blaming, the problem with blaming is it's like the car accident. If I get out of the car and I just yell at the person who ran the red light and blame them and blame them, I don't get healed. Wow. Mm. There's a point, yeah, someone's at fault. There's no doubt. But let's go to the doctor first. Let's go see what's wrong with us and get healed. We can always figure out who's at fault. Right. Right. But if we stay saying, you're at fault, you're at fault, you hurt me, we never get healed and the bone so stays broken. 
and the body stays damaged. The soul stays damaged. That's powerful. Now we're we're That's running good. out of time. I do want one last thing that that uh, we've we've talked about. Um, what is an indicator of health? You know, in a marriage, I, I just think it, it was such a revelation for Phyllis and I. Um, you know, that uh, we've been seeing you for a while now. And, you know, Phyllis and I, we're, we're just, it's just, we couldn't be more opposite. She, you know, just in the gifts and everything, which is amazing because functioning correctly, the two become one whole. Right. And we can And we complete each other. Yeah, we really do. But the enemy wants to put those pain points. Um, and so you, you and I, Phyllis, we're, we're talking to Randy and we're like, do we ever stop having passionate conversations? You know, because sometimes something will happen yes. and you just... Can we just get along? Yeah. <laughs> Since that happened. Yes. That no, nobody laughed. That was pretty funny. She's kind of... Yeah, it was okay. It was funny. I got it. You and I... <laughs> they, uh, so, but in that, it was like, we were coming to you like, do, you know, you see an old couple, it's like, they, they don't ever fight. And you said... That's not the litmus. That that doesn't even matter to me, yeah. because so you guys have such vast perspectives that we embrace the the difference. What you said and gave us such a lift of encouragement. Can you explain health and how we? What is the real indicator of health in a relationship? Yeah, if you ask a medical doctor or nurse, what's a single physical indicator of health? They will give many, many different answers, but all will agree it's a speed of recovery. The speed of recovery, how fast you recover from a broken bone, from an exercise, from working out, uh, from a cold, from a cut, how fast you recover. Um, I told the story, I'll make it real short, but I came home and I was stressed. Um, I'm sitting in my my nice easy chair relaxing before I had to go back at five o'clock for sessions till nine at night. And I'm just getting into my own world, trying to be comforted before I go back. And my wife lovingly comes through and says, what would you like for dinner? What do you want to eat? And I responded, because at that moment she shattered my quiet, my space. (laughs) And I immediately just said, I don't know, you figure it out. Again, as the words are going out, I'm trying to grab them, and you can't. They're gone. (laughs) She smiles, goes and gets something, and comes back. And as she comes back, I said, I blew it. I'm so sorry. I was a jerk. And she looks at me, and she goes, yes, you (laughs) You were. were. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Cass. (laughs) You're such a kid. I will agree. And then we hugged, and it was over. It was done. No no more talking about it. We're love. She knows I love her. Yeah. She knows I messed up. I know I did, yeah. but it's done. Right. We move on. It doesn't hold. It's same with God. That's what health yes. is, the speed of recovery. That's right. So it's not like I'll never not be short or we'll never have friction. It's how fast we recover. And, and for married couples, you know, think about this. If, if you end up getting in a fight, does, does it take you two or three days? Is someone passive aggressive? Are you yanking covers? Not that I was ever a cover yanker, but, you know, it's like, yeah, give me that cover. And you, you just act like a two-year-old. Are you, you know serious what I'm saying? Right now? <laughs> We don't act like that anymore. And that's yeah. where it's, the question was, but what we have those moments where I might be shorter. And it's like, ah. yeah. but, you, but when you are, you, you guys hug and you make up quick. Yeah. And sometimes Phyllis had such a great, like sometimes I feel like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's like almost you can feel crazy mm-hmm. because you can shoot up to a seven or eight on the scale of one to 10, 10 being I'm, I'm just 
triggered. Um, and then yet 20 minutes later, because we're, we're healthier, it's like you come back and you're like, I love you. I'm like, is this normal? Like, you know, I really had to ask him, is, is that okay? Is it normal? Because I was hurt and I was really angry and I feel like, I feel like because he hurt me, I should stay mad, but I'm okay. Like he hugged me and I'm good. And he, and he, then that's whenever he shared that with me. Speed of recovery. Yes. And, and I was even thinking it's the power of repentance. It's so funny because you, we kind of skipped over that a little bit when we're talking about our relationship with Jesus, but how many times do we do that because we we feel the shame? We can't forgive ourselves or we're still angry at God or whatever it is. And so then it's two or three days or a week and then we don't know how to come back to him, but it's it's like God just immediately rushes in because he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's always right there. It's us that causes the distance and then the moment we come to him and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Immediately he rushes in and and restores the relationship. It's restored. I thought that is such a perfect example of a marriage and our relationship with God. It's for individuals as well as relational. Peter dove off the boat and swam to Jesus. Jesus didn't chastise him and get angry. He fed him. Wow. He loved on him because he came and admitted what he did. He faced it. And then there was wholeness. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Well, 52 days later preaches the greatest gospel message and 3,000 come to Jesus in a day. Denied him 52 days earlier is the greatest evangelist in a moment. It was just powerful. Hey, well, we're out of time. We could do this all day long. Haven't you guys enjoyed Randy? Isn't it great that we got some tools? And um, He's going to continue. We're talking about even in the future. I can't wait till we do a marriage conference in our new campus um, and really have the opportunity to invite way more people. Uh, Would you do this? Would you pray over us? Um, I just, I sense the presence of God. Some of you might have just stumbled in here. Some of you might be worshiping online and you just joined the broadcast. Um, I just want to encourage you, if you go back and watch it, it's posted on YouTube. We have it on iTunes. Just let God just speak to you. And uh, you're here for the right you know, God knew you need to be here to be equipped with the right tools. And so just pray over us. And that's the God factor, right? We got, we got the knowledge. Now let's pray the Holy Spirit does his work. And then when Randy's done praying, I want us to stay in a, a moment of prayer. There are those of you that came here this morning, you don't have a relationship with God. Um, or you have been separated from God. You just you kind of turned your back, you ran, um, and, and you find yourself here regardless of the situation. I believe God wants to, uh, to, to have a salvation moment yes. in your life, to restore that relationship. Yes. So I'm going to pray for us at the end of the service, and then um, we'll dismiss. So Randy, pray over us, please. You know, Father, you have provided for us, knowing we are human, knowing we will mess up, knowing Peter will fail and Judas and giving them an opportunity to heal through forgiveness and grace. May we take that each of us today, recognize our our actions that we did and seek out forgiveness in a way that heals us and strengthens us so that we can be free to be who you made us to be. So our mars and scarring and painting on of who we are as your children can be corrected and restored fully. And we can go and be the person you called us to be. May the person in this room right now that feels that they can't be forgiven for what they've done can feel your mercy, your grace, your love upon them because they are here to be restored. They are here to receive forgiveness of themselves and to forgive forgiveness to others. May we each pass that along. 
and be a place of safety, a place of love, a place of your worship, Lord. We give you thanks for this moment and glory to you forever.